0: Welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. With me today is Morgan.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: BTS has announced some details about Life Goes On, which is going to be the lead single for their new album, B. It's going to come out on November 20th, and it will deliver the message of healing to the world by declaring, even in the face of this new normality, our life goes on. And they also announced that they're going to debut the live performance during the 2020 AMA Awards on November 22nd in America. I guess that's the norm now. They're just going to perform everything in America first. And <laughs>
1: uh, Well, maybe. We don't know. There's not award shows every time they want to release something.
0: It's true. And they had given us a clue to the title, Track of Life Goes On. Because if you remember from their UN speech this year, they at the very end of it, they were saying, life goes on, let's live on. And they all repeated that. And it was like, oh, okay, that's a, a phrase that they're really emphasizing. And uh-huh. then we didn't know that this was actually going to be a clue to the album that was coming out. So, well,
1: I, I think a lot of people did know.
0: Did they guess that?
1: That's kind of a thing that K-pop people do. Like, you know, I, I always noticed twice they, they do that. It was just... As a group, they say whatever the thing, the song they, uh, title, or you know the the fr- some line the from phrases. a the new song.
0: Like it's something they've said before, like months before, huh? Right.
1: It's it's kind of a marketing tactic that seems common in K-pop.
0: Yeah, I guess I don't like, follow the other groups as closely, so I don't notice. But I know Taylor Swift does that. I just haven't noticed with K-pop. No, oh, she does groups. that. That
1: doesn't sound like something she would do.
0: She she leaves like visual clues and it's like oh you gotta count the number of things in this cryptic Instagram photo like oh no this weird is different stuff though like that.
1: no this is different this is more um, obtuse than that it's not cryptic mm-hmm. they just they just say the name of their song or they do a little a line from it or something like that. It's like
0: like trying to be subliminal almost like let's repeat these words so that you'll remember later i don't
1: think that qualifies as subliminal since it's pretty obvious what they're doing you know in the in the context of bts it sort of is because they were not talking about their song they were at a doing a un speech yeah but it was that same style so i'm not sure it's subliminal but it did remind me of that
0: and it's kind of along the same lines of what they've been saying moving on with life after coronavirus. So it makes sense that the album is going to be a theme that touches on that.
1: Moving on, it's not over yet. <laughs> right? What do you mean, moving on? I mean, life
0: is going on <laughs> as the song says. I mean, I think
1: life should go on, but it's not technically over yet. Who knows? It could theoretically get worse. Not likely, but I think it's a good theme. Probably, of course, it resonates with a lot of people right now.
0: So before we talk about some of the official information that we know so far about B, let's start with the huge breaking news. The other day I was on the Genius Lyrics website searching for something and I came across what looks like a song by BTS called Young Gods. I'm not a journalist and this is totally unverified, but you can judge for yourself because I posted a screenshot of what I found to the BTS Happy Hour Instagram and Twitter. So please go take a look and tell me if you think this Young God song sounds legit or not. But basically I was looking up the credits of a Twice song and Candice Sosa happened to be one of the writers on that and I know that she wrote Euphoria as well as other BTS song, so I clicked on her name to try to remember which song she did for BTS when I saw the entry for this song Young Gods and it had as the profile photo the group concept photo number one for B so it seems like it's a song that's going to be on the coming album and it's featuring Ariana Grande and some of the names on the producer side are RM, Sugar, J-Hope, DJ Swivel, Melanie Fontana, and Lindgren. It went to a page where it, it didn't have like song lyrics on it, but it was like setting up for a page. Like they just created the page and it had like some basic information on it and didn't have that much else. I don't know who has access to Genius Lyrics, like who's allowed to publish stuff on there, but it could have been something that's like published accidentally or something that was like ahead of time that shouldn't have been there. Or it could be just, you know, some fake thing that somebody wrote up, but it kind of seems like you have to be related to one of those songwriters or the artist in order to put things on this website that, that are official. Otherwise, it would be like stuff all over the place, you know, like all kinds of fake songs on Genius lyrics. So what was interesting about this is that the song's titled Young Gods, and it said featuring Ariana Grande. So if that's the case, that's pretty huge if they're doing a collaboration on their upcoming album. And I think that would work out really well for both artists because her album just came out and then their album's going to come out so they could promote both things. There's a list, there's like eight or so songwriters on here. It kind of looks like a song that these people would be involved in. Like these people work with BTS, so that seems like believable.
1: Well, first thing, my reaction to it is that, okay, let's assume it's real. Are you assuming it's real?
0: Uh, well, I haven't. I didn't find anything to disprove it. But then at the same time, I didn't find anybody else talking about it. Like, it doesn't make sense that I'm like the only person in the world who saw this page. And well,
1: who can add to genius, though? I don't think anyone can add there. Can it's not, it's
0: not like Wikipedia where it could be just anybody.
1: Right. If you see something weird on Wiki, you know, who knows who wrote that? Although there's, there are ways to see who made edits. But I have to imagine genius is limited somehow. Right. People, only people who should be uploading anything get to upload anything. And it was deleted the next day, right? Yeah. So that lends credence that it's real.
0: I checked later and it was like unpublished. Because Genius or...
1: is just a site where anybody can put up anything, uh, it would sort of stay up, I would think. It would also be a worthless junk site because it just had bad information. But it sounds real to me. And if if so, I think it's a great collaboration for them. Because there's there are few people on their level, in their stature. And Ariana Grande is one of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like her as an artist, but... You cannot ignore that she, her stature is huge and I think she would sort of bring in a... Their audiences don't overlap entirely so that's the perfect person to collaborate with. Uh, Much better than any of the previous collaborations because I I do think that she bring has the potential to bring in the most people. I think it's a great get and you could sort of feel it coming because American artists aren't dumb. You know they know that this K-pop thing is a, a thing now, and they want they want to be on board. And what does be on board mean? Well, that means they have to collaborate with them. They're not going to be a K-pop artist. They're going to need, to, obviously, collaborate with some. And who better to collaborate with than BTS? Of course, Ariana Grande would. I would imagine that's the only group that she would she would collaborate with because they're on her level, or at least that's what she would think, right? Yeah. And, like- in, in fairness, it's true. You know, she's a very high-level artist. Um, And it's a perfect. I think it's a perfect collaboration. And I don't. It's not the worst, but I don't like when Blackpink collaborated with Selena Gomez. I. It wasn't bad, but I prefer uh, male female collaborations Uh because I don't. The Selena Gomez almost felt a little redundant in that video. Like what? What? She just seemed like a member of Blackpink, which one might say, well, that's great. She fits in. But then what? So what's different about this song though? What's What's the twist? Right. It's just a Blackpink song and she happens to be there. Um, It can be good and all that, but it doesn't really offer anything different. Well, an Ariana Grande BTS collaboration is certainly going to be different than anything you've heard from them. Is that good? Is that bad? I would have to say it's good because it has a potential to be different at least. Might that increase the potential for it to be bad? Yes, probably. But this is what collaborations are for. (laughs) It's to offer up something new, a new flavor. Uh, if if you're just going to do this. That's why the, the BTS C collaboration was so disappointing. It just, she, it, she didn't do anything. She didn't really offer anything to that song and just sounded like a BTS song. And that's what it was. They just sort of let her come in and lay down some tracks, right? I bet you, I, I'm guaranteeing that they wrote that song without considering her. Like they didn't write it f- for a collaboration in mind. They just said, hey, come on, come and uh, lay some background on this one. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's all that happened. But I, I I'm certain that Ariana Grande's ego and standing will not will not allow for that. Her people will definitely want the song to be half her and half them. She's not just gonna come and lay down some tracks for them.
0: Well, on the credits for this page before it disappeared, one of the songwriters was Victoria Monet, who we know is an Ariana Grande songwriter. So that kind of I don't know that you know that. That's
1: good knowledge. <laughs> well, I I,
0: well, I knew that from researching like last time when we, it's like, oh, remember when Ariana Grande supposedly helped write Ice uh, Cream? And, but this Victoria Monet was on that right. too. So it's like, you right. know, that's one of her people.
1: Right. And that totally makes sense. You know, when there's a song and you, you want to bring, like we were talking about before, you want to bring your people to make sure that you're well represented on song and has your flavor in it. And that's her songwriter. So all of this fits. If you're running a hoax... And you ran this hoax? At least this person did good research. Because yeah. this, this does fit <laughs> the pattern of what would happen if these two were to collaborate. It has
0: like the right names on right. there. So somebody knows what they're doing.
1: I, I'm going to believe it's true. And if true, I think it's a spectacular move for them. Again, I don't like her as an artist, but it doesn't matter what I like. It just matters what the public likes. And she's a very popular artist her audience doesn't overlap with them, they're going to get some new fans out of this. I know, unimaginable that they could possibly get it. Yeah, there's, there's new fans to get, trust me. There's people out there who don't know them very well and uh, aren't fans of them. Those people can be converted. This is a smart move. I'm not going to even totally credit BTS and Big Hit, though, because at this point, let's be real, we don't know that they approached her about this collab. It's very possible that she approached them to collaborate.
0: Well, we know, and in which
1: case, it's just like money falling in your lap.
0: We know that Scooter Braun has kept up some kind of relationship with Big Hit because, you know, Justin Bieber and oh, Ariana Grande right, 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 is right. also his artist. Mm-hmm. So, And then, you know, they post right. about each other on Twitter and like they get right. tickets to each other's concerts and stuff. So there's the relationship going there. So we knew like at some point something was going to happen between right. So artists.
1: is it smart? Yes. But it could very well be that they approached Big Hit and not the other way around. And in which case, all you have to do is be smart enough to say yes. And this is indeed a smart thing for them to say yes. I know a lot of people, they don't like how, you know, westernized BTS is getting. But this is this is how they get even bigger in more markets. This is how they do it. And you haven't heard the song. They're not necessarily selling their soul or anything like that. It's just one song. It's going to have a little Ariana Grande flavor. Sure, whatever. But if you can pick up more fans... I I can only imagine that's a good thing. And it's very possible that they just had to say yes to a proposal as opposed to, you know, mastermind something. And they, may, they may not have masterminded anything. It may just be Scooter Braun approach to them.
0: Yeah, or maybe they're just waiting for the right kind of song that works with everybody. Right. The only thing that makes me think it might not be a real thing is just the name of the song, Young Gods. Like, if, I don't see BTS ever calling themselves that. Unless, like, the song is not about them.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, well, maybe that's the influence from the other side.
0: Or it might be just a, a song about...
1: Th- it does sound like an Ariana Grande it song. It might be, like,
0: some kind of metaphor or something. Like, we're talking about the healthcare workers or something who are the heroes right now or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, well, I keep just,
1: in mind this is a collaboration.
0: Or maybe she's the one calling them young gods or... Yeah, who knows. Something like but that.
1: I guess you're saying that they they wouldn't have such large egos to say that about themselves. They're probably not talking about themselves. Yeah,
0: because if you're in a song calling yourselves Young Gods, that's kind of like a rapper thing to do, like a Western rapper. Like, I don't see BTS being that egotistical. Although, you know, this song could be about anything. We don't know. Yeah. I'm just assuming like, oh, well, that's about BTS. For this new album, so far they've released a group concept photo as well as a concept photo for V and Jimin. And in all of them, it takes place in a room. And in the group one, it looks like they're kind of like half wearing whatever clothes they wore for performing that day and half wearing pajama pants or like some kind of comfortable clothes. Like they just got back from somewhere, but then they're still wanting to play their instruments or finish writing a song. So that was kind of the message of that first one. I noticed it's a very symmetrical room, the way it's all laid out on the set of that. And then they started with the member photos, and the first one was V, and it was a very green room, and it had um, violins on the wall, as well as a photo that he took of himself, I think. I think it's from In the Soup, I'm not 100% sure, but it was of him on the lake and think the purpose of these pictures is to kind of show their individuality and it kind of reminds me of connect bts the way that was about art projects by other people but only now it's them talking about this room that they set up that is supposed to be representative of themselves and these these fo- uh, room was green and i think i'm pretty sure he is the one that has a green microphone so i don't know if they're all going to match the same colors of the room, as to their microphones or not, but that was just uh, one theory I had. And then um, Jimin's concept photo—it was in a white or cream color room that has a bunch of flowers. And I don't know exactly what that is representing, but his room was also very symmetrical. It's like exactly the same, like a white door on both sides. And and I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it kind of reminded me of like design star or like hgtv when they had to like design a room and it has to be just like oh really matching together and planned out and symmetrical
1: uh so what do we think the message is of that the the symmetry
0: yeah i mean because th- that's something they do in films too like like in a wes anderson movie although i don't really know what the, his purpose in doing that is so visual balance i think i'm sure it's, it's just a, visually attractive it's a similar thing
1: I don't think it means anything. It's, it's for it's visually attractive for symmetry to occur, just like it is in nature. You know, we we think we tend to think that symmetry is attractive.
0: Does that seem artificial, though? Because it's like that the world isn't like exactly, you know, even on both sides and centered. Well,
1: yeah, that's artificial. But, you know, this is art. Art is artificial <laughs> or most of it. But yeah, like a Wes Anderson film, it looks very constructed, like you said. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it means. I just think it's, I just think it's visually attractive. <laughs> and, and people do it for that, that reason. And that's, that's how I view it.
0: I guess some people were saying, like, okay, when Wes Anderson does it, it's because he wants you to be looking at a certain thing in that frame. And then that's why it makes it so symmetrical. Although I don't know how that forces you to look at any... Well, it
1: forces you to look at the center. I Although, guess... yeah, I guess you are t- tending to look at the center of a Wes Anderson. You're, uh, I mean, you're t- you tend to look at the center of any film. Yeah. It's very rare that your eye drifts toward the the corner or something.
0: Maybe this is making it so you focus on the member of BTS who's sitting right there in the middle. And then it's like, oh, I don't okay. think it's
1: that deep. <laughs> I think symmetry creates a visually pleasing image in general. And therefore, it should be used often. I don't think it means anything beyond that. But, hey, what do I know? Maybe the, the somebody will create like a 10-minute video about it who knows
0: yeah someone's gonna have a theory about this that's Uh, probably it's very complicated they did have this little like audio clips that went with it and they kind of described like oh here's what i wanted to put into this room and these things represent me so for both of them it was like okay the violins i guess v he just recently learned how to play so that was included on his and uh, the photo of him uh on the lake Jimin was talking about how he purposely wore black in his photo because the flowers have all these different colors, and so he wanted to show the contrast of that. Maybe his wasn't just about, like, oh, it's not really representing him. It's just about making, like, a backdrop that, okay, you focus on looking at the flowers. Kind of like he's, like, designing this, this art installation. I think what's going to happen in the, um, this is my theory about the Life Goes On video which we don't know anything about, but I'm just guessing that, okay, they're all going to have a different room, and then um, the rooms all have doors, and then, you know, at some point in the video, they're all going to go out the door, and they have a common hallway, right? And then they all go to some other room, which is where they all play the song together, and that's why there's the one group photo of them all in the same room. That's like the end of coronavirus. Mm, So it's like, okay, at the very end, we're all life goes on. We'll all come together. It'll be like normal Mm. life again before. That's logical. Watch watch them not do it, though, just because it's like too obvious or something.
1: I mean, they almost have to. Are the rooms going to be represented? Is that part of the video for sure?
0: No, I, I don't know for sure. But they'd have to be filming that video pretty soon if that's going to come out this month. So it's like, what can ha- they film? It
1: almost makes... They have to.
0: You have to use sets for that.
1: Unless the, in the video, they're never going to appear together, which seems very weird for a BTS video. Yeah. So they have to exit the room at some point. Or, no, not exit. I guess you could just move to a shot where they're together, obviously.
0: Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be some big production like On. It doesn't seem like it would fit. And I don't think they could even fly to some place and use like a big location right now. So, so that was kind of my theory for what's gonna happen in the life goes on video. The other thing is that there was also these um concept clips called Mirror and Reflection version and that kind of added more to the idea of, oh, it's gonna be about individuality and, you know, reflecting on everything you've gone through and like being an individual. Because it showed them all like walking by and looking at a, at a mirror and then, you know, all gathering together as a group, both of these clips. And it kind of had like an interesting beat in the background, which kind of sounds like the instrumental of whatever life goes on sounds like. So they were like purposely trying to make it look like a home video, homemade type of footage. So they definitely are going for like a stripped down type of album. So I think that's what that's telling us. It's going to be like introspective type of themes on there. And it was also similar to the um, Map of the Soul Persona concept pictures, the ones where they were in that in a bathroom and it was like very pink and like bright colors. Only now it's just like no colors, like natural light. So it's kind of like the de version of that. So I thought that was purposely trying to be related to that. There's a huge controversy that's involving Irene from Red Velvet that you may have heard about. Apparently, there's a stylist or editor. I'm not sure exactly what her job is, but she had posted on Instagram on October 22nd and was talking about some pretty unpleasant situation with Irene. I guess she, Irene talked to her in a harsh way and, you know, the next, she didn't say who... She was talking about that day. She was just kind of like making it a blind item almost. And, you know, people were guessing who they thought it was. And the next day she was talking about, well, I'm still talking to the company to try to get an apology and and see if they will make this right and all this. And that day. Uh, if you remember, like SM came out with an apology and they said, Oh, we're sorry. And then Irene was like, Oh, this is about me and I'm going to apologize now. And I'm like, I was like shocked that they admitted that instead of just letting it, you know, be a rumor and like people would eventually stop talking about it. So I wonder, why do you think they apologize or why do you think they acknowledge this situation?
1: Well, didn't the stylist say she had evidence?
0: she did but it's it seemed like she wasn't naming names she was just like kind of holding out for hearing back from sm and before
1: yeah but the implicit threat is that you will name names right (laughs) wasn't that sort of implied if Mm -hmm. she didn't get what she wanted and didn't she also say she had a recording she said that all the way in the first one right i want an apology give me what i want she did say she recorded it yes yes she says she has evidence she says she has in other words she has something that that could be further damaging and she said she wanted something. So when you deal with people like that, if you know if you know what went on behind the scenes, you sort of have to give them what they want. Because there's something more that they, they could do to you.
0: Okay. Well, I had thought <laughs> she was trying to get an apology like in private. Like I didn't know she wanted them to admit it.
1: No. I mean, I believe that she wanted a public apology. that's I can only assume she went public with it. Right. And her hashtag wasn't that secretive or anything. Mm -hmm. She was uh, was like psycho and monster. Everybody knows what that means. Right. And people behind the scenes know what people will say. Well, maybe it's Solgi. No, people behind the scenes seem to know that it was Irene.
0: This does seem like one of those situations where it's kind of an open secret. Like everybody knows. Yeah, it's an open secret. She's kind
1: of a, a jerk, you know.
0: But it's like no one has said anything. Yeah up out loud until now it's just kind of like probably just industry people know about this she wanted
1: something and they gave it to her and i'm not faulting her for wanting it first of all we don't know what happened we didn't hear a recording all we know that is that she felt bad about it irene admits wrongdoing we don't know exactly what happened apparently the stylist is okay she got what she wanted an apology a public one that's 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 all Oh, I guess she, maybe she wanted a better treatment for people in the future. Maybe she's going to get that too. Who knows? Probably not. If so, if Irene is really a jerk, then she's probably going to continue to be a jerk. But I, I would hesitate to just assume that, yeah, she definitely is a just, you know, a, she treats people poorly. Does she consistently? It's certainly possible. But it's also possible that you could be having a bad day. We all had bad days. We all treat people poorly at one time or another, I would think. That's really hard when you're a celebrity, you get you get judged by your worst days. She did admit to wrongdoing.
0: Yeah, we don't know what happened that one situation that caused the whole, you know, Instagram posting yeah. to happen. But then the stylist went on to talk about a couple other situations that she remembers that where Irene was being mean to people. Apparently she, like, pushed some stylist's forehead and was like, how long do I need to stand here doing this? I don't know. I guess she just gets very impatient.
1: She sounds a uh from the stories, true or, whether they're true or not, we don't know. But she just sounds a little entitled. And here's another thing: let's assume that this stuff is true, which we don't know that it's true. It's another reason to not assume too much about uh, these celebrities. You don't really know them at the end of the day, right? You don't know that they're nice people. You don't know that they're bad people. They're pro- they probably run the gamut, and the spec. They're people. They're people, and people run the the entire spectrum of people some are super nice some are not so nice i would say most people are kind of in between these two extremes right and they also work in a highly pressurized industry i think it's fair to take that into account as well so try not to project you know like oh this person must be so nice based on the things that i see I'm Like, well you know it's a cur- it's a curated image that you're you're getting and that is not to say that that's wrong of them. Of course it's right of them. It's part of the business. They they want to give people a curated image so they can, you know, it's it's part of what they consume. I'm just saying you should be a, a more aware consumer of this product. It is a product at the end of the day, whatever image they're selling you. And it's also not bad to enjoy that product. It's not, I'm not saying, oh, Look at everybody suspiciously and think, is is my is my uh, bias really secretly an asshole or something? No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be on guard for any of this stuff.
0: But I had thought, I mean, not everybody is like JYP, but you know how he's always telling them, like, oh, it's good to be humble, being nice people all the time. And I thought all the companies kind of did that. They want everybody to be like. Their image. Well, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm certain that the companies would love for all of their stars to be on their best behavior at all times. That would be ideal for them because then you wouldn't have stories like this, for instance, coming out. And, you know, even just deal, doing business with your vendors would be easier. They would It would be a pleasure working with you. Keep in mind, like, there's hundreds of people within your own company. Wouldn't it be wonderful if all of your employees were super nice to all of the rest of your employees? Of course it would. But guess what? These are human beings. That doesn't happen necessarily. Of course. And I I take JYP at his word that he thinks that it it would be good if you behave that way. You have large companies, you have human beings working in a stressful environment. Sometimes you're going to see the worst in people. don't think that's unreasonable. And that doesn't mean you have to excuse it either. You don't have to say, well, yeah, that's okay. You had a tough day. You can treat people like trash. No, if you, you know, you're not a fan of red velvet now. Because of this, because you can't support somebody who treats people like trash. Okay, that's totally, you're right as a consumer. I would caution you to remember that there's a lot of other people in Red Velvet, right? It's not just her. Like if you're, if you stop consuming their product, you are sort of punishing other people that maybe you don't want to punish, right? There's multiple members. There's different people on the crew. It's it's not a black and white situation. But uh, back to your point, of course, the companies want people to behave well. I don't think they're lying about that. But are they going to do it all the time? of well, course
0: not but is irene at this level to where sm or her managers or whatever they can't really be telling her hey you know you need to like be nicer like stop no. having so much attitude no, is she not. like too big for that now no i don't uh,
1: they're on their first contract right i think so uh, they're still on their first contract so they're still on their first contract i would say no i'm not a korean citizen so i'm i'm not totally knowledgeable on this but my understanding is that even though Irene is not off, off her first contract, and in, in most cases that would mean you don't have a lot of leverage, right? And also Red Velvet is not the number one group. Red Velvet is a little bit expendable when you think about it. <laughs> However, in Irene's specific case, I believe she has more leverage because she is independently very prominent. She, she, I think she has a lot of endorsements and things like that. Yeah, She's kind of the, she. Uh, well, she is the face of Red Velvet. Right. She's, she's probably center.
0: like like one or two in like all of K-pop right. as far as endorsements. She's like always
1: whenever they have those popularity charts. She's always you know weird. She's high up there. Yeah, she's considered the most attractive according to Korean beauty standards. Uh, you know, I prefer Joy, but Irene's also of course beautiful. She's very popular. She has some leverage to sort of just do what she wants. So yes, I I, I do think she's a little too big to keep in line. She's not like. You know they just debuted or something yeah
0: some young idol who's like, like oh, hey you know you
1: shut up or you know like they'll hit you over the head or something yeah she's definitely bigger than that at this point not saying that this is concrete evidence that she's kind of on the jerk side but it's looking like it
0: i mean there's some <laughs> it's other looking like it other examples that people right. had They're like, okay, well, now the one person said something. Now I'm going to say, you know, this experience I had with Irene.
1: And although you have to call into question people who always come out of the woodwork right at the right time. That's a little suspicious, right? Like, Well, this happened years ago. You're you're mentioning it now to to pile on. Take that with a grain of salt. That's all I'm saying. But at the same time, if I had to guess if she's a jerk or not. I guess she probably is. She never struck me as a nice person. You know, they're not jerks 100. I'm sure she's nice to people sometimes. I'm sure she is a fleshed out, three-dimensional human being. Okay, but is she is she inveterate evil? Yeah, I would assume no. Even if you did those do those things, I'm not going to just write you off and say, oh, well, evil person. Evil person never consumed their work. I don't think it's that black and white. Temper your expectations about what you can expect from Celebrities, as far as their behavior, that way you won't be as disappointed when things like this come to light. Because, especially in this social media age where everybody's access to stuff, they can record stuff, more stuff like this will come out, right? Like, how long did Ellen get away with being a total jerk to people? Mm -hmm. A long time. She's been a celebrity for a long, long time. And only more recently did, you know, since everybody sort of has a platform in 2020, these things come to light. You can't hide it. People have more of a voice. You're going to have a pro- I think you're going to have a problem if you're going to hold everybody to such a high standard. Uh, maybe you think it's not a high standard. Maybe you think, well, you sh- it's- can't you just be decent all the time? Okay. If that's your opinion, maybe you, sh- you can go ahead and expect that. But trust me, a lot of people will fail it and you'll have to stop watching or listening to certain things that you otherwise would have liked. Because what I don't want is for people to be disillusioned and think, now are you going to look skeptically and dig around for dirt on your other biases like, well, oh my God, is. Uh, you know, is Nyon like that? What kind of life is that to live? Just, she's a human being, right? <laughs> so just, if something comes to light that their personality isn't maybe what you thought it was, you won't get too disappointed if you never had locked into any sort of conception on what that personality was. It's like, oh no, she's just a sweetheart. Nobody is just a sweetheart. They're human beings.
0: Well, I don't think she's being cancelled. Like, all tons of fans are standing up for her. And it seems like SM is... Yeah, is protecting her like they're I don't think she's they're pulling them out of certain things. But I think it's like temporary. No,
1: I don't think she's being canceled. But there are some people who are now going to retreat from liking Red Velvet. And I think that's unfortunate because they make great music and you enjoyed them. You loved them before. And now maybe you don't love them because this sort of shattered your illusion. But the problem, I think, is not that they shattered your illusion. I think the problem is that you had an illusion to begin with. It doesn't mean you have to always like people, no matter what they do. I'm certainly not saying that. Like, if she was eating babies or something, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, just listen to Red Velvet anyway. But, you know, (laughs) she was a mean person to some stylists. We don't know exactly what the details were. Maybe it was really bad, but maybe it was a little overblown. That's possible, too. I didn't hear the audio, right? Maybe this woman was overreacting a little bit. And SM just said, well, just apologize to her anyway.
0: Red Velvet's been around for a couple years. Maybe she's gotten a little too comfortable in her status and it's just like, whatever. I'm, you know, these are long days that we're working. I'm going to be annoyed with people and I'm just going to let it out. And then, But now it's like, okay, she's going to have to... She'll know that people are watching now and it have to be a little more reserved about that. Well,
1: I, if her behavior really was that bad, I would say that's a, a good thing. If we take a, the stylist at her word, you know, it's ni- it's not nice to be yelling at people until they're crying that's not it's not good behavior made it sound like
0: some staff people were afraid of irene like oh Mm -hmm. it's someone's job to go wake her up because it's like irene's turn to do whatever and it's like the person was like scared to go (laughs) wake her i don't
1: don't know why you'd be afraid though she looks like she's like 100 pounds (laughs) i certainly wouldn't be afraid
0: and i've seen even
1: if a hundred pound woman is yelling at me i i don't think i'd be afraid
0: There's been some other like random clips I've seen now where she just kind of got annoyed with some of the other Red Velvet members, Mm -hmm. but, and they're probably used to how she is. So they, they all seem very easygoing. Like there was one time like Wendy was like waving her arm and it was like in front of Irene and she just kind of like elbowed her away. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the next time she waved with the other hand instead. Yeah. Because, okay, it's like, well, we'll just adjust. It's easier to just do that mm-hmm. than to just, like, start some kind of conflict. So I think the other members are used to dealing with their each other's personalities. And, you know, it's not like they're all perfect, too. I'm sure they all have their moments. So,
1: If I had to put money on it, I would say, yeah, the stories are true. And she's not the nicest person in the world.
0: What about if she... Because, you know, there's pop stars over here. They're just kind of known for being a diva you know like mariah carey mm-hmm. you know people right. like that like what if they i mariah decided, a lot worse what if they decided okay irene just go with it you know you just no you'll, you'll just be known no, no, no. like as a villain not acceptable in korea okay they can't do that
1: no she has to seem like a nice person
0: well i'm just saying there's people that have that reputation here and it's just oh, like yeah, well, oh this is that's America that's is how different. they are you know and it's just, like, seen as a funny thing, you know? Like, Mariah Carey, like, using someone yeah. as, as a footrest is like, okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but it, that, I right. guess that happened.
1: Yeah. And certain people can't get away with it here. Like, Ellen can't. But then, of course, Ellen built her reputation on being the nicest person ever. Right. Mariah Carey built her reputation on being a super diva, you know? We're not going to cancel Gordon Ramsay for being a jerk. Right. That's was, his brand. It's like,
0: that's what he's trying right. to
1: do. In fact, it would probably destroy his career if he just... Started being nice to everybody constantly, and I bet you anything, I'm, I can almost guarantee you that he's not that mean. That's his persona
0: for TV. Right. He doesn't yell at people all the time. Yeah, I'm sure life. if you
1: I'm sure if you met him at a cocktail party or something, he wouldn't yell in your face for something for some random mistake you made. So yeah, that's for TV. You know. At the same time, if he was doing something really really bad behind the scenes, he would still get canceled or reprimanded, or you know, he would receive some scrutiny. But yeah, there's different standards for different countries and also for different people. She is in Korea and she is a K-pop star. So the standards for her behavior are very strict. Whatever she did may not have even been that serious. But in that context, it is serious. You know, like maybe she just cussed her out or something. Right. I bet you any... That sort of stuff happens all the time here. Remember the video of Christian Bale on the set of Terminator? And he was just screaming at a guy for walking right. across walk the thing. Right, someone like walked by. And like you're walking and it's somebody who gets paid... You know, one, one hundredth of what you get paid. It's a really bad look.
0: Yeah, he like ripped that guy apart.
1: And from what other people could see for a very inconsequential thing. On a movie set, it's actually really annoying, just so you know. Because uh, when you're ruining shots, it's actually pretty annoying. But most people looking will look at them and say, wow, you're yelling at him for almost nothing. That's really bad behavior. And I'm not even saying it's okay for him. Like, yeah, the, you're, it's really unhinged. What's wrong with you, man? But he still works today. His career is perfectly fine, right? Because I think there's a, there's just different standards and different cultures and contexts. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you, whatever Irene did is not as bad as that Christian Bale clip. I can almost guarantee Yeah, and you.
0: Christian Bale, he like never apologized. It was just like that footage got out and everyone was like, wow, why is he being such a jerk? This and that. And I believe he, he may have apologized. He may have? Okay. I don't think there was like a press release or anything like that.
1: No, but I think there might have been an interview where he said, Yeah, my behavior was poor or something like that. I, th- I think he did apologize. He didn't double down on it. That would have been really bad. Maybe <laughs> he just says, No, that I was in the right. Mm, that would have I been think really bad.
0: SM, with their having putting out the apology right away, I think they're hoping to like, Okay, this is going to like diffuse the whole thing. I think it does.
1: I think it should diffuse it because the person said they accept it. Yeah. They said that that the matter is closed. If they they're okay with it and the matter is closed to them, then what right do we have to continue it? I mean, what what grounds do we have to continue it? We don't even have all the information. So, it's 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 a dead topic. Yeah. If she wants it to be dead, and I don't see how it isn't.
0: I wasn't sure if SM handled it right, but then now that you say okay, she had a tape and maybe she was going to release more information and like damage the group further then maybe it's better to just say up front like okay we apologize irene was in the wrong she apologizes get let's get this all out there and you know work through it because otherwise if she didn't have a tape then it would just be a blind item kind of thing and everyone would just be like well we don't really know who she was talking about
1: i think if they didn't have there was no tape potentially involved they would have just denied it or let it be quiet because no one was even named
0: yeah, and it's like the average person probably isn't following what this, have to this person is saying.
1: If there's no name, there's no accusation. So there's nothing to defend. As soon as you defend it, then you're acknowledging it's about you. That's, a, that's not a good move. You have to at least wait until you're named. But I think the, the threat of there being a uh, recording moved them. And probably they know what Irene is like. Right. So, so they said, they yeah, felt this probably like was bad. We, we need to mm-hmm. say
0: something this time. Well, this brings me to the next story about SM. They, uh, with this timing of Irene's story, it seemed like right after, like uh, one or two days later, they announced this new girl group called Aespa that's coming out. Now, do you think they did that? Was That was a plan already, this timeline? Or do they think, well, let's just say it right now. It's ready to go. And that will help take attention away from Irene.
1: I don't think it had anything to do. With it these are these are like debuts they they're months in advance in the making i don't i don't think they and i don't think they would they would uh prematurely rush it just to you know divert attention because they've been planning it for for months you would think and they're just gonna do it early they're gonna do it early well first of all they definitely didn't do it late because they can't send in the future right so what you're saying is they must be doing it early if it's to divert attention. Well, how early?
0: Well, for they might have had some of it ready to go. Like, you know, taking photos, that could be done whenever. They didn't
1: have just photos though. They had them like interviewing their digital avatars and right? They had their digital avatars ready to go and all that.
0: Right, right.
1: So it's, uh, it seems looks like a lot of work had already been done.
0: You think it's just an unfortunate coincidence? I think then? it's a
1: coincidence <laughs> and you might say, well, maybe they re- released it a little bit early. Like, okay, maybe a little bit. Maybe if it was one or two weeks, I could see them saying, oh, bump it up. But if it was a month, there's a lot of work that hasn't been completed. If it's a month away, a lot of work goes into this debut. You don't just announce, hey, we got people. Cool. Right, right. If it was two months, no way. No way could they bump it up two months. It would look so haphazard. A lot of stuff just wouldn't be prepared. Press materials, people, shoots, all of that stuff, right? There's no way that they would have uh, done this just to divert attention. And number two, it didn't really divert attention. I don't see how they would think that, yeah, it would just t- totally divert attention. It's not big enough news.
0: It's like, oh, and therefore I'm not going to click on this Irene story, even yeah. though I still want to know what's happening yeah. with that.
1: <laughs> Those people would just click on both stories. I right, think that that's smart enough to know that. <laughs> it's not going to even divert it. So why... If they run their company that way, they they have stupid people in charge because that's very short-term thinking. For possibly maybe diverting people's attention a little bit, you're going to potentially damage the debut of your new girl group. That
0: would be unfair to them.
1: You want this group to be successful seven years in the future. You're just going to damage their opening salvo just because some story needs some diversion right now. That's really, really myopic. So they probably wouldn't.
0: I mean, the thought crossed my mind, but then now that I think back, apparently there were some clues to this new group in Super M videos yeah. and, and like uh, yeah. Tae video. So obviously the timing has to be very like specific. And this group has been a long time coming. It, it, was, it probably was the time that they yeah. were going to do it.
1: This group has been a long time coming. It could have come earlier if not for the pandemic. My guess is that they probably were slated to come even earlier. Well, I guess in that case... Maybe they wanted to wait until even after the pandemic. So maybe they did do it earlier. But yeah, I don't think that's true either. Because it's kind of dumb to be waiting on the end of something that you don't know when it's going to end. That's true. Yeah, You have to sort of just continue with your business.
0: So this group, they've told us about, I guess there's only four members that are...
1: Which is bad, by the way.
0: That does seem like a low number.
1: The reason why it's bad is because you can't have dance formations without a person being covered. This is always Blackpink's problem.
0: Right. There's only so many uh, formations you can do. Yeah.
1: Any, any for- formation, like when there's three people, one has to be in the back, right? The only formation that makes sense is when all four are there and they're, yeah, so they often have, you've seen it, they often have formations where one person's in the back. Yeah. And yeah. one person has to like kneel down so they're all visible or something. Yeah. They're going like to have a, the same a, problem. A
0: diamond shape. Yeah. Or four in a row.
1: And they they're just limited as far as what their routines can be.
0: So the four members, their names are Winter, Giselle, uh Chinese trainee named Ningning, and the fourth one is someone we've heard of, it's Yu Jimin. Uh, yeah, no shock, no her, shock. Her name here is Karina. So they, they were like, talking
1: about her for a long time as being like, the part part of the new girl group. I
0: was like, "Oh, no wonder they they were protecting her and that that whole story." It's
1: not like this, uh, this is not news to a lot of people. She's long been talked about as one of the Top tier trainees, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that she's in the group, people have been saying that she's going to be in this group for a long time. And a couple snide comments (laughs) that uh, you can't even prove she made. That's not going to derail anything.
0: Some leaked messages.
1: Think about how much they've invested in her and how much talent she has. She didn't become one of their top trainees for nothing. She clearly has a lot lot to give. So they're not going to just abandon all that for some unverified text messages come on
0: yeah that's as bad as like these you know this happens in boy groups but they some guy gets accused of bullying from like a long time ago it's like okay that this isn't a real thing like someone said something mean all the way back in like yeah. middle school it's like that's not a real right. scandal guys but you know these things but uh yeah she's in it i guess what's unique about this group is they're having a virtual aspect to it so yeah. there's going to be a Avatar. I,
1: I don't know how that's going to work, but I think it's cool. I mean, I like KDA, so I like. The only problem I have with it is that I hate the virtual characters look weird when they're next to human characters because their proportions are very different. They have mm-hmm. super long legs, disproportionately long legs, and it in a vacuum, if you're just looking at them, it looks okay. But if you're looking at them next next to humans, then it looks so wrong. I don't like looking at that. Have you seen like the videos Mm -hmm. where they, yeah, like their legs are super long.
0: Sort of like anime.
1: Right. But those cartoon proportions are not human proportions. And then it looks off when they're standing next to people is all.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like it's not, it's like KDA in that there's virtual people, but KDA is like just the virtual people basically. Right. And this group, it sounds like the humans and the the avatars are going to be together.
1: I think that it's just going to add a twist to the videos. Right. I don't think they're going to perform together, like, enhance reality.
0: That would be really difficult.
1: (laughs) Um, They will sometimes, I bet. I think they'll try to do that. I mean, the technology is there. The League does it, right? But first of all, I mean, people don't see it live. Oh, I guess you could. You could see it on your phone. But then now you're just looking at them on your phone while you're at the concert.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure... That this, uh, the avatar usage is going to be more for like in videos and for merch stuff and like, right. you know, so to make more things they can sell that have their. And their you know what? I, I think it.
1: um, it's pretty ingenious for it to be from that aspect. There's so much more merch you can do. So I think it's it's pretty ingenious. There's so much more merch you can do.
0: And you can put them in games and things like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, they, oh, they already look like. Uh, they already look like the game version. They're video game mm-hmm. characters.
1: So that's smart. That's a really smart angle. Now they just need to uh, have good music, which, well, I have confidence that SM can do it. But I'm wondering what kind of music it'll be. Right. I'm guessing it's going to be Girl Crush, KDA. Right. Stuff.
0: Most likely.
1: But then, yeah, I'm not going to say. It's just hard to say like what SM's abilities are because they don't have many girl groups. Right. There's just been Red Velvet for a long time.
0: Right. They haven't had a new group in a while. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of boy groups, but just not a right. not a girl group.
1: My guess is that they will be basically like Itzy. That is my guess. Except not with not with the relentless theme of I, I just want to be me and I'm an, indi- an individual. I don't think they'll have that, but it will have the same sort of sound. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think the this avatar idea it gave them like here's what our origin story is going to be for the group. Mm. So they they have a whole like. Little story and av- for
1: that. And av- those digital avatars lend themselves to girl crush. So th- you're not being like a bubblegum pop thing. It you know, sounds gonna like you could have cool action sequences and things like that. It could be just more action oriented. It's just it just strikes me as a girl crush group. And um, you know, Red Velvet isn't one. So they'll want to cover a different base.
0: Yeah, they probably SM probably does need a like newer generation girl group to. Mm-hmm. Get some of that ITZY audience and uh, Eyes One type of fans or um, Cherry Bullet. You know, like the younger girl groups. They they don't have a group like that. Right. I did see that there were some people, like when uh, Lee Soo Man was talking about their, the whole Avatar idea and what's going to happen and Espa's is a new group where members of the real world and the avatar members coexist and then they they are friends with each other and then fans will get to know the avatars and be best friends with them and because you can't they're not gonna be able to hang out with the real members but they can hang out with the avatar Mm -hmm. i guess some people were just kind of like creeped out by that maybe they're like this is gonna be weird and it's like why are we why do you want people to be like obsessed with the avatars like i don't know They're like comparing it to black mirror or something so, I mean, it just really depends how it, how they do it, what that's going to turn out to be.
1: Well, half a Black Mirror will probably come true, so just get used to it. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I, but I really think they just did it because just to have, like, a an origin story and, a, like, a different concept than other groups and to have more opportunities for merch. So yeah. I think, basically, that is the purpose of...
1: But, yeah, I mean, but the merch is kind of creepy. I think there's, uh, in Japan... There's some people who are marrying digital avatars and stuff. And people are... They watch... There's a trend now where people watch... For a long time, people have watched like attractive girls stream video games on Twitch, right? Mm -hmm. But then now, people are also watching cute anime girls stream. There's no human streaming. Oh, right, right. And so this sort of... It feels sort of like that sort of... It's trying to capitalize on that audience. I see. People who... Are not afraid to have an emotional connection with uh, basically a digital thing. But obviously there is a real person behind it. But here's the thing. Real person only has so many hours in a day to work. Yeah. <laughs> only so many hours in a day to practice dancing, singing, doing variety shows, touring, performing. Uh, they only have, s- human beings can only work so much.
0: You can only talk to like one person at a time. Yeah, these digital things,
1: uh, they can work uh, quite a bit more depending on how you use them right so i think it's genius if it if it catches on it's an amazing idea as far as making money because we see there's an audience for that we see that and there's only so much that you can get your k-pop stars to work before they drop dead or have to you know take a break due to anxiety Right. right like there's only so much they can do so much you can put them through um so having digital people i think it's a great idea and uh, yeah maybe think of it that way maybe it will ease the burden on the, the stars themselves as far as their workload right <laughs> that would be a good thing
0: oh but that's what leads to like oh let's let's invent robots and they will do all this work for us and then and then they turn on you <laughs> It'll be well, like yeah, terminator
1: that, so that, yeah well that's also in Black Mirror. I mean, oh, it's gonna happen. So there's no point in trying to avoid it. At this yeah,
0: point. eventually they'll they'll get sentience and then they'll figure right. out. Oh, we don't need humans.
1: This seems to be the yeah the never inevitable end of all AI. <laughs> but uh, there's a market for it, so you know. And plus, it's not AI. It's just a digital yeah, avatar.
0: Yeah. We're not that advanced yet.
1: There will be some person behind the screen typing or manipulating that avatar. Not the actual artist, keep in mind. There's no way that would make sense.
0: Well, then that's going to be sort of like catfishing then. It's like, oh, who's typing these words? And it's really the avatar.
1: You know that's what's happening. They they won't lie to you about it.
0: (laughs) So, Twice came out with their new album, Eyes Wide Open, on October 26th. And it's a pretty long album. I was like surprised there was like 13 new songs on there. The title track is I Can't Stop Me which has a pretty like 80s retro theme to it and i wasn't sure if i even liked it at first but after hearing it a few more times i i think i pretty much like like the song (laughs) and the album is pretty good too I've after listening to all of it a couple times Mm -hmm. through and I guess I'm kind of surprised because it it didn't seem totally like a twice album anymore. It's not like the earlier. Well, they've
1: they've been trying to change. Yeah. For a a while. It's different
0: Um, from other concepts, but I've still liked it.
1: They've been trying to, you know, sound more mature and even take on a more Western sound. And yeah, it's totally an 80s song. I don't know who's gotten the memo.
0: I think it's because everything
1: needs to be 80s, but everybody has gotten the memo, it seems.
0: In this case, I I saw that JYP is one of the main songwriters on I Can't Stop Me. So I think that is his influence. he loves 80s, yeah. And he's very retro right now, like with his songs.
1: The weird thing about I Can't Stop Me is it's it's very catchy. I remembered exactly what it sounded like after hearing it once. I couldn't get it out of my head. But the problem is I didn't like the song. (laughs) You know, it's one of those songs that... It's catchy to me, but sort of like a like a commercial jingle. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of commercial jingles that are catchy, but you don't want to listen to them. You don't consider them good music. And I'm afraid that's sort of kind of the category I put "I Can't Stop Me" in. I, I didn't like it, and also I didn't. I don't even love that era and that style from the 80s, honestly. You know, and I'm very familiar with it. And when I heard the song, I said, "This song. It sounds like something I've heard." Uh, what is this thing that that I'm hearing right here? And um, I was just racking my brain, and I realized it sounds exactly like Flashdance.
0: Oh, okay. If you Flashdance.
1: Yes, and listeners, it's a really old film, so listeners won't know what the hell we're talking about. So put put Flashdance dance on for them. But it sounds like a a cross between if someone came to you and said, "Make me what's really '80s." Flashdance is 80s, like make me a song, write me a song that's a combination of Flashdance and uh, Maniac, which is also from Flashdance. Yeah,
0: this is more like earlier 80s then, huh?
1: Yeah, Flashdance was like 81 or 83. Yeah. 83. It just sounds like hybrid between those two songs. But I don't like those two songs. And I don't like (laughs) Flashdance. So I didn't love this song. But the good news is I I really like some of the other tracks on this album. I'm almost sure that I think Go Hard will be one of their singles. I'm almost sure. And that's one of the only times that I felt like twice really. It has a very Western sound. Almost like, you know how sounding Western comes so easy to Blackpink? It's never come easy to twice. But go hard. Just don't think about the lyrics. Don't think about there's Korean. Don't think about that it's twice. Sounds like what you hear hear.
0: here.
1: It sounds like a song that you'd want to listen to.
0: A couple of these songs did sound more Western.
1: Right. But effortlessly Western as opposed to this labored, oh, we're trying to fit twice. We're trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. I always had that feeling when Twice did anything remotely Western. But, you know, I didn't have that feeling for this one. So maybe that's progress for them. They Clearly, they want to do that. It's one of their ambitions. They want to branch out into this market. Part of that is going to be sounding, quote unquote, less K-pop. For good or bad Whether you agree with that or not I don't really Because I still love their sound From the early days But hey This is what they want to do And if they're going to be successful They have to look the, They have to sound the part And they never really did Sound the part Until this one Go Hard just sounds like A really good western song Dua Lipa could be a, Singing that song You wouldn't bat an eye Because it sort of sounds like Something she would sing There's probably a better example But you know Something like that I just don't love the 80s Retro thing I just don't like it this is going to be weird to say, but I kind of feel like all the great 80s songs have been written. There are none left in existence to be written. And they, they somehow were able to capture all of them. <laughs> so why are we trying to do more? You know, it just seems like a pale imitation of Flashdance, in my opinion.
0: I can't stop me. I keep getting it mixed up with La-Di-Da from Everglow. Well, yeah, because
1: they sound the same. They're
0: pretty similar, uh, but I, I like them both. And I think they would both fit on a, on a Wonder Woman 1984 soundtrack so i think they did bring the 80s successfully
1: it definitely invokes the 80s if that movie ever comes out but it sounds like of course it'll come out but it sounds like an 80s song that didn't age well that's how, that's how it sounds to me one of the many 80s songs that just didn't become a classic there's plenty of songs that sound like these flash dance tracks but we just remember these two because they're probably the best ones right or we remember you know, a few dozen. Right. Of these, there was these other songs.
0: ones on the charts that were Right.
1: But these just seem like some of the more generic sounding ones. That's how I that's how they sound to me and I hope they get through this phase quickly.
0: I thought the whole album was gonna sound eighties though, but it really was kind of just the one song.
1: It's 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 hard to write eighties songs. Yeah. So uh <laughs> you know.
0: You know what I noticed on this twice album and I didn't really look super close at all the past album. Credits, but this one had a lot of songs written by the members. Mm. So they had um, Gio wrote a song and Dion wrote a couple of them. That's cool. And Cheung and, and Sana and Nyan wrote a song. So I just wonder how come JYP never mentions that they write songs? Is he not. Well, they didn't do it before. Not like think that's a, a marketing thing?
1: Well, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's a marketing thing.
0: In K pop, well, she's not K pop, but IU oh, she's such a singer-songwriter, and maybe people think, like, they don't think of female idols like that as writing songs.
1: Well, like you said, they they never wrote them before, right? So
0: As far as I know, I, maybe they did. I don't know. But well, just,
1: maybe he does mention Well, my guess, if he hasn't been mentioning it, he probably wants to see how well it, the, the songs are received first. Oh, okay. And like, what if people kind of think they suck?
0: It's like, hey, Gio wrote this song. Yeah, like, then, oh, but then you song. don't want to bring
1: attention to it if everyone just doesn't like the song, right? That's true. But I also see why he would want to let them write songs because, well, first of all, they might write a good song. (laughs) That's not impossible. Yeah. And second of all, I'm I'm sure that they want to express themselves creatively. So they're veterans now of the industry. You got to let them try new things and branch out.
0: Maybe they're bringing in some of that Western sound that they've like interpreted themselves.
1: Who wrote Go Hard? I don't know. Uh, It sounds like maybe that was a song written by... That JYP, one, yeah, JYP that one. I
0: don't think is written writers. by one of the members because I didn't write it. My I just, wrote... just
1: my guess, without even knowing the songs that I like and the better songs on the album were not written by them. Which is no knock on them. I mean, songwriting is a skill. It's a craft that, that you hone over time. Why would you know? If this is your, you know, if you haven't been doing it for a long time, unlike some of the other veteran JYP songwriters, why would you be as good at it as they are? Of course, they probably are better than you. They've had more time to hone that craft, but it's okay to put them on the album because most people don't even listen to those songs, right? Most people just listen to the title tracks.
0: Well, and also you can make adjustments with the person who's doing the producing and, you know, other people that are involved with the song.
1: Yeah. And the, the diehard fans who listen to the whole album a lot, I'm sure that they're more inclined to like those songs, even if they're kind of mediocre right
0: yeah like if you're a really strong right. chae young bias mm-hmm. it's like oh i'm gonna really check out her song
1: but there's no need to talk about it so much there's no need to talk about any of that just you know just say well i'm sure he will mention it sometime you know i think because it's a cool thing you let him sort of ex- express themselves artistically i think that's a cool thing And I th- that's a cool message to send that you let your artist do that or if you want to look at it cynically maybe it's just getting cheap <laughs> labor who knows
0: yeah, I think uh, most of the companies are used to, you know, putting together the songs for the artists. So maybe they don't exactly know how to tell people, like interviews, stuff like that. Like, oh, we the members wrote a lot of the songs this time. And I guess I'm only noticing because uh, BTS made such a point to talk about this coming album where they had so much input in it. And I don't see other groups do that that much.
1: Well, you don't watch all of his interviews and or theirs, right? Right. So the, the, it could be very possible that they have been talking about this. You just you haven't seen it.
0: And the other thing about this album that we found out is that Zhang Yang is sitting out due to her anxiety issues. JYP said that due to her current health situation and her participation in this album, is she's experiencing psychological anxiousness with her schedule. And so they decided that she's going to sit out this uh-huh. promotion. Right.
1: I don't think she has anxiety, like clinical anxiety. It seems pretty obvious to me that some people just feel overworked sometimes. Maybe if they have like a physical injury compounding that, it's just really a lot to take in and they need a break, which is totally fine. I can't imagine working as much as they do. She's overworked. Not over, I don't want to say overworked because that implies that she's been abused or taken advantage of. She has a lot of work to do. Her workload is heavy. And if she has any other added stressor, like I know she was injured recently. And that's the same thing with Mina. Like she was injured. So that combined with the workload, it's just too much stress. And they just have to take a break, which is good. It's healthy for them. Fortunately, they do have nine members. So it's easy to absorb that kind of uh, absence.
0: And there's probably not as many performances that they would be doing because of the situation right now.
1: But the workload is heavy. That's all there is to it. They even come close to admitting that that's exactly what it is by saying she has anxiety about her schedule. Anxiety about your schedule? What are you talking about? Well, too many things are scheduled for her at this moment, right? Right. That's what it means.
0: It's like, who makes a schedule? She didn't decide the schedule.
1: Yeah. And it's not, I wouldn't, I, again, I don't want to blame them. Uh, oh, you shouldn't even work them that hard. I, there's eight members who are able to deal with it at the moment. And my guess is the reason why she just has other stuff going on, whether stuff is. In your personal life, or she has an injury, which just makes it so much harder. All of that stuff can factor into it.
0: Do you think if two TWICE members were having issues, would they let two of them sit out?
1: Yes, and they'd be fine. Seven can do it just fine. The only person they can't sit out is Nyan. I don't think they can. Uh, it would be too weird. Because she's the oh, center.
0: Well, that's true. And then the line distribution. And her line,
1: Yeah, when she's absent, the line distribution is just all out of whack. So she can't sit out. So sorry, you can't have anxiety. That's it. Probably they can't lose Geo either, because line distribution, she, people can't sing her line.
0: Right. She has the, the she power has harder lines, the yeah. power vocals. So I think the others could cover for each other though. They Mina's have.
1: lines are easily covered for, and Junguns are also easily covered for. because any, any other person's lines can be covered by Geo. right. And Nion's even Nion's lines can be covered by Geo, or she's not the strongest singer either. Jung Un could sing her lines too, probably, but she's the center. It's really tough without your center. It feels weird, you know? As much as, of course, all the members have their own qualities and their own fans, we do have to admit there is a hierarchy. Some some are more central to the group than others.
0: Right. I mean, a lot of people say, okay, twice wouldn't be twice without this person. Right. But twice would still be twice if they lost certain other people. Yeah. So there's, there's so a hierarchy.
1: There is, you know? So, well, we we'll just hope that she gets healthier. But it seems to me that it's really obvious. It's workload.
0: Do you think JYP should have maybe delayed this album a no, little longer? No, no. Only because More and More was kind of recent. That was only. It like is weird because they had ago. two full
1: albums in one year. Why? That's so odd. Especially during the pandemic year.
0: But maybe, th- maybe they wanted this one out because of uh, end of the year award shows. So they couldn't maybe. put it off any I'm longer. I'm not going to argue with his logic. He I runs mean, a successful
1: know. company and I don't. But... I do think that if they wanted to release it at this time, her absence is no reason not to release it. That's not a good reason not to release it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially because she's in the video. That's, uh, you know, what a lot of people are going to see anyway. They're not necessarily going to see every single, like, they'll be fine. You know, music show performance and whatnot.
1: Right. And even in music show performance, unless she's your favorite, she's your bias, do you really notice? Not with her, you know? So. They'll be fine. And They, they shouldn't, they shouldn't uh, delay anything because she needs a breather. But it's totally fair that she needs a breather. I don't think we sh- anybody can judge her for that. Just keep in mind how severe their workload is.
0: Yeah, every idol is working hard. Thank you to our guest, Morgan. You can find BTS Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Deezer, Listen Notes, and iHeartRadio new episodes weekly. To support the podcast, please comment and share on social media, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or give us a rating on your podcast app. Follow BTS Happy Hour on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one.